The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to pricepicks.com and use your promo code SGP for a 100% deposit match. Water brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use your promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Water brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join this social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matchups. Download the app now today or head over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter. I am the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow me at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. I'm currently on an 8-0 and lock run. I've hit over 80% of my locks this year across my shows on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the SGP and the Soccer Gambling Podcast as well. To get my additional content, head over to my website, lockbetting.com. That's where I have over 102 months of transparent track profit. That means for over eight years, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. If you look at the pin tweet 
on the at SGP Soccer Twitter account. The pin tweet will be there for the 102nd month, the month of November. But if you go through lockbetting.com, you will find every single spreadsheet. Now, my website diverts to a Patreon page. The reason I use Patreon is because underneath every single post, all of my clients can comment on the plays. And that's most significant when I post my PL spreadsheets because they can comment on those as well. And if I was to take out plays that lost or added plays that really didn't win or in any way manufactured my spreadsheet, you can guarantee that one of my over 150 clients on that page would pick up on the issue and I wouldn't be able to get away with this lie. So it's not a lie. I genuinely haven't lost a month in sports gambling for over eight years. I have 102 months of transparent track profit and you can come on board for this 103rd month. Of course, we have tons of combat action tonight, which we are going to be covering here with the boxing and the MMA with UFC tonight. We have a super hectic month in soccer. There's nothing more hectic than when the EPL hits its Christmas period with four games across 10 days. So even though you're signing up late in the month, you are getting no less action because there is so much soccer to cover. And we are giving away NBA every single day. We are making so much money in the NBA with our props and picks. And we have 10 winning weeks so far in the NFL, 10 winning weeks out of 13, having a phenomenal NFL season. So if you want to get all of that, if you want to come on board for this 150 third month head over to lockbetting.com and sign up for the service you can start small you can sign up simply for a podcast pack fill your way in see how things are done and then upgrade to the bigger package at the start of 2021 make it your new year's resolution to make money over at lockbetting.com Moving on with this edition of the fight show, this is a bumper edition because we are going to mix boxing and UFC because there's so much going on tonight. We're going to look at UFC at the end, but we're going to begin with the boxing. We are going to be looking at three fights across two major cards, and we're going to begin with the return to the ring tonight of Vasil Lomachenko. He is in the ring tonight against Richard Comey, and he is the odds-on favorite to get a win to set him back on his comeback trail as he looks to recover from the loss against Tiafimo. He is the 1 to 10 favorite to win tonight. It's 20 to 1 on the draw and it's 6 to 1 here on Richard Comey. Looking at the other markets, Vasil Lomachenko is the 1 to 2 minus 200 favorite to win this via TKO KO and he is at 3 to 1 to do this via a decision. Comey is 8 to 1 via TKO KO and he is 12 to 1 here via a decision. Looking at the group betting market, Lomachenko in rounds 1 to 6 is available here at 9 to 4. And Lomachenko in 7 to 12 is available at 6 to 4. Richard Comey is 25 to 1 to get the finish in rounds 1 to 6 and 20 to 1 to finish it in rounds 7 to 12. Looking at the over under markets here, we'll start with round 7. The fight to finish in under 7 rounds is at 2 to 1. And 7th round or over is available at 4 to 11. The round to finish in under eight rounds is available at 11 to 8, whereas eighth round or over is available at 8 to 15. And here at under nine rounds, it's available at 10 to 11, with the ninth round or over available at 10 to 11 as well. I really like that play here for this fight. Under 10 rounds is available here at 8 to 11, and 10th round or over here is available at plus money at 11 to 10. 
Under 11 rounds is available at 8 to 15, and 11th round or over is available at 6 to 4. And the fight to go to distance, yes, is available at 11 to 4, and no is available here at 2 to 7. I think there's also value on the fight to go to distance. The reason I think that is because this isn't going to be an easy night at the office here for Lomachenko. I do expect him to win. I do expect him to get back on track. I think it's crazy the way people are dismissing him off the back of one loss against Tiafimo. But I do think Lomachenko will win this fight and get himself back on track. This is his 18th professional fight. His record is 15 wins, 11 of them by KO, with the two losses both coming by a decision. Comey here is a definite competent opponent. This will be his 34th fight here with a record of 30 wins, 27 of them by KO, and his three losses, two of them come by the decision and one via a knockout. It's very noteworthy here that both of these lost their penultimate fight and it was against the same rival in Tiafomo Lopez, who was the unified lightweight champion until a couple of weeks ago when he lost to Cambosos Jr. That was a major, major upset. Nobody saw that coming and it has turned this division on its head. I do think that loss, though, was down to inactivity. I feel like Cambosos was able to deal with what was going on going into that fight and I feel like Tiafomo Lopez, Lopez really suffered from the layoff. I think tonight's fight will be an attractive duel. I think the fascinating aspect of it is the whole Southpaw versus Orthodox styles. And then, of course, we have the power punches of both of both of the boxers here. Both of them have a number of knockouts on their record. So they have to be wary whilst trying to figure out each other with one being Orthodox and one being Southpaw. I think Lamachenko is the more likely to solve the problem here. He's always proven himself to be an intelligent fighter. And he comes into this having to navigate a 5.5-inch reach disadvantage here. So I think it's going to take some time. I think you're safe here for the first six rounds, which is why I'm looking at the overs. And a couple of them stood out in particular. Obviously, you can lay more juice here with the eighth round to start. But I'm confident that round nine will start here in this fight. I think if Lamachenko is going to get a finish, it's going to be in the ninth round or over as he grinds down Comey here and finds a way through. But it's going to take some time, as I said, to to work out that 5.5 inch reach each advantage. Yes, you can do that easily if you're fighting a bum, but Comey isn't a bum. He's worthy of being here. I think the money line price on Lomachenko is very, very short. Therefore, I would be looking at him more so getting this win on points or getting a late stoppage. Therefore, I think you'll easily navigate past this nine round mark. And I think the ninth round will start in this fight. And I think that's when Lomachenko will move firmly in control. I think there's value on him winning in points, but I also think there's value here on the fight being won by Lomachenko in rounds 9 to 12. Both of those selections are at 3 to 1. You could take the route where you bet on him to win in nines, in rounds 9 to 12 and hedge that with a decision and put more money on whatever one you feel strongly about. Or you could put money on the 3 to 1 on him to win by decision and the 3 to 1 on him to win in rounds 9 to 12 because that gets you to an even money price. £100 on one and £100 on the other means £200 out with a return of 400 as long as it gets past the ninth round and Lomachenko ends up winning it via stoppage in those late rounds or via decision. And I do think that
that will be the case. But obviously, the more logical way to do it, if you do have the option of betting ninth round or over, that's what I would do because that means you don't need Lomachenko to necessarily win the fight and you're only laying juice here at 10 to 11 as opposed to taking a, a selection of even money with 3 to 1 on one selection and 3 to 1 on the other. So my play here for this fight is going to be for the ninth round to start. I think you'll safely navigate your way here through the first 24 minutes. I think you'll be really safe here for the first half of that. I think the first four rounds is going to be a filling out process. Five and a half inches is quite a lot here in a fight like this. And I think Lomachenko is going to take some time to work it out. But when he does, I think he'll win this fight comfortably and get himself back on track. Up next, we move on to a card here in the UK tonight in Liverpool which sees Katie Taylor and Conor Ben in action. We're going to start with Conor Ben. He's in the main event as Chris Algieri comes to the UK. Now, we all know Chris Algieri is a fighter who's fought at the top level. But unfortunately for him, when he gets to that top level, he hasn't won any fights against the likes of Amir Khan and Manny Pacquiao. He loses against the big players. He's now a gatekeeper here for this division and if Conor Ben wants to go up and fight for titles he's going to need to win this fight against Chris Algieri tonight he's the one to eight favorite to do it it's 25 to one here on the draw it's nine to two on Algieri Conor Ben is available at four to six to win this via KOTKO and he's available at two to one via decision whereas Chris Algieri is at 12 to one via TKO KO and eight to one via a decision looking at the group round markets Conor Ben is available at nine to four to finish this in rounds one to six and nine to four to also finish it in seven to twelve Chris Algieri is 25 to one to finish in rounds one to six and 25 to one also to finish in rounds seven to twelve looking at the over under markets here we'll start with round seven under seven rounds is two to one and seventh round or over is available at two to five under eight rounds is available here at five to four and eighth round or over is available at eight to 13 and under nine rounds here is available at even money and ninth round or over is available at eight to 11 for the second fight in a row ninth round or over would be what I'm looking at here for this fight although you have to lay a little bit more juice it's uh, 10 to 11 10 to 11 for under 10 rounds or 10th round and over at 11 rounds you start to get plus money under 11 rounds is available here at four to six with 11th round or over at four to five and fight to go to distance yes is available here at six to four and no is available here at one to two I think this is a genuinely tough task for Conor Ben tonight. Algieri may be 37 years old and people may think he's washed up, but he comes into this off the back of four straight wins. He has three losses on his records. Let me tell you who they're up against. Manny Pacquiao via decision. Amir Khan via a decision. And his only TKO comes against Errol Spence, and that was early in the fifth round. That's going to be Conor Ben's route to victory. He's going to look for an early knockout because he knows he gasses later on in the fight, and that's where Algeria can have some success. I think by that point, Conor Ben will be ahead on the scorecards, and he'll be looking to get to the scorecards as his power starts to drift away as we get to the later rounds. But I think he'll be too far ahead from chasing that knockout early on. But Chris Algeria is a very difficult man to knock out even at 37 years old he's only lost to top caliber opposition I don't think Conor Ben is in that top caliber bracket yet but if he wants to ever get there he needs to win this fight tonight I'm going to go for Conor Ben to win this via a decision once again I would be taking a hedge on the group rounds so we looked at the big group rounds of 1 to 6 and 7 to 12 once again you can take Conor Ben in rounds 9 to 12 that is individually available at 5 to 1 but be very wary of that because I do think if 
Conor Ben doesn't get it done in this five to eight round period, then his power kind of evaporates as his cardio starts to dwindle. Now, I know he's working on improving that. His dad has said that Conor Ben works a lot harder than him. Conor Ben is actually a guy who likes camps. Conor Ben is actually a guy who likes to train, get up early, do the running and all that kind of stuff. Or so he says. I don't think he's going to come on television or press conferences and say he hates that. But from what I understand, it is pretty genuine. Conor Ben loves being a boxer. He loves camps. He loves training. So you can imagine he's taking this seriously. You can imagine his cardio will improve as he continues to go up. And this is definitely a step up. This is definitely his most difficult fight. And this will be fascinating tonight. I'm going to go for Conor Ben on points. And that one is available here for two to one here in his fight between Ben and Chris Algieri. We close out boxing by looking at this fight between Katie Taylor and Feruza Sharapova tonight. Sharapova is a 10 to 1 underdog here in a two horse race. It's 1 to 50 on Katie Taylor and it's 25 to 1 on the draw. So it's pretty clear what way this fight should be going. Katie Taylor is available here at 9 to 4 to win via TKO KO and she is 2 to 5 via a decision. Sharapova is 12 to 1 via TKO KO and 16 to 1 via a decision. Now, it's automatically assumed that Katie Taylor will just go on to win fights on points. That's what she's done a majority of the time as she looks to extend her record to 20 and 0 tonight. There is a big look ahead fight for Katie Taylor as she is set to face Amanda Serrano in Madison Square Garden in New York. But first, she has to get past this fight. This fight looks difficult on paper. Sharapova hasn't lost in five years and her only loss was her first ever fight so she is on a win streak coming into this but you see this very often Katie Taylor represents a massive step up in class and the only reason I think you're seeing two to five here via decision is because is because this is what always happens two minutes per round doesn't really get the women an opportunity to build doesn't really give the women an opportunity to build up a rhythm where they can stop anyone and Katie Taylor's been close on numerous occasions and I think eventually she is going to get that that stoppage and I think this could be a good bet to take for a small amount of money taking Katie Taylor to wear her opponent down and for where the referee thinks that she's had enough. Quite often, you do see that in women's boxing where the woman who's getting battered in the fight isn't particularly in danger, but a decision is made to stop the fight, even via the corner or by the referee, knowing that she's already lost seven or eight rounds and just to prevent her taking any more damage. But for Katie Taylor to do that, she's going to have to do something she doesn't usually do, which is come out immediately from the first minute of the round once her opponent's in danger. Because Katie Taylor likes to ease her way into a fight and then starts to do damage in the later round and often opponents are saved from the bell when she sees her opponent in danger she needs to capitalize immediately off the back of a good ending to a round come straight out and finish her opponent and capitalize on the damage immediately that's been something that Katie Taylor's been lacking she's allowed opponents to hang around and has allowed a lot of fights to get to the scorecards I don't think that that in any way damages her stock or her credibility it's just something that you see in Katie Taylor fights she's usually quite close she's usually on top there have been fights where she's been in slugfests when you look at the fight against Natasha Jones and you look at the fight against uh, Delphine Passoon both of them actually they were both battles one of them many people felt that she lost and got herself a a promoter's a promoter's decision the fight in Madison Square Garden and then she went on to win the one at the uh, at the matchroom fight camp the rematch via a unanimous decision but she's been in tough fights I don't think this will be one tonight. I think there is a chance. It's worth a little sprinkle anyway. But be wary of the fact that her last six fights have all been won by a decision because she isn't able to get that finish and she doesn't really do enough to get the finish once her opponents are hurt in the fight. 
That's it for our section of the boxing. We now move on to UFC and we have a look at the two main fights tonight from USC 269. To get on a roll means to keep winning. There's that guillotine and Oliveira's guillotine is so nasty. There's the tap. Yet once Brazil's great prodigy got rolling, everyone could hear the chorus begin to sing. There's the tap. Charles Oliveira does it again. He consumed challengers as a beast that must be fed. He assaulted the record books for most finishes and most submissions in UFC history. Oliveira forces the tap. Charles Oliveira, another submission. And when the vacancy appeared for a world title, he became the most dangerous lightweight in the world. Tonight, as the UFC returns to the jam-packed T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, the fight that needed to happen finally goes down, as if destiny itself were a mirror. Everybody's path is different, but there are a lot of similarities between me and him. He's had to work his whole career to get here. I've had to work my whole career to get here. That's a championship heart. For the heart of Louisiana, rolls strong. It thrives in the light of greatness. It conquers kings. And it won't be satisfied until all are vanquished. My strategy in this fight is the same as it's been in my last 40 fights. Win by any means necessary. But first, the women's pound-for-pound goat is back to defend the bantamweight title as the roar of the lioness now echoes through the halls of history. title defense becomes a statement of unparalleled dominance. Nobody's going to stop me. You're going to retire undefeated and with the two belt on hold. Yet to be the target means to stand in against the most dangerous sharpshooters. And the Venezuelan vixen exudes the confidence to be called a champion. Nobody's had a tougher road in the UFC and I want to fight Amanda. It's time for her to quit ducking that contract. Her march to the top has been punctuated with bad intentions and to match her blow for blow could mean an overthrow. Two titles are on the line, and so is history in the numbers. Nine straight wins for Dubronx, a record 17 finishes, 14 by submission, and a diamond in the rough who believes in his own greatness and wants nothing more to hear the word undisputed world champion. It's the best against the best for the lightweight crown, and the stakes couldn't be higher. Live from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's UFC 269, Oliveira versus Poirier, and it starts right now. Well, it actually starts in about 12 hours time from now, but the way recording the show 12 hours ahead, that's the cold open from UFC. Always gets you in the mood for the card. And I'm looking forward to this one tonight. Again, not the strongest pay-per-view card in the world, but you do have Amanda Nunes on there. She is the women's go, although it's very difficult to find opponents for her. They've tried to build 
Juliana Pena up as a credible opponent. They've tried to get personal here in a build-up to create interest in the fight. But look, this is a one-way street. The line tells you that Amanda Nunes is the 1-10 to favourite and Juliana Pena is available at 6-1. to Amanda Nunes is 1-3 to minus 300 to win this fight, TKOKO. So it kind of tells you how the fight is going to play out. It's just a case of when. And I think this is where you can find value in this fight in the rounds. Amanda Nunes wound one is available at 6-5 to five plus 150. That's the favourite. Then you get round two at 10-3, to three, round three at 9-1, to one, round four at 16-1, to 20-1 to one in round five. And as we said, 9-2 to two on the points. If Juliana Pena can get past round one for you, there is a little bit of value there. Well, a lot of value in rounds two and three. And I think that could be the reason that Nunes gets it done. I do think Pena is capable of getting outside the first five minutes, but that's really it. And you should have a lot more to say about a world title fight here between the women. Um, moving on to the main event between Charles Oliveira and Dan- Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier is the 8-13 to favourite and Charles Oliveira here is at 5-4. to I think that's way, way too short. And I was speaking about this over at Keep It 100, the show I do with uh, Conan and Disco Inverno. And I was saying, what would the price be on Dustin Poirier if he hadn't beaten Conor McGregor? Now, obviously, we know Conor McGregor is one of the all-time greats in UFC. But I think we've been seeing a washed-up Conor McGregor since he lost to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, This Conor McGregor that went off to to, to the boxing world and changed his style isn't the same Conor McGregor because a lot of experts are saying you cannot do both. It's a completely different style. And if you do boxing stylistically, it will affect your UFC. Well, we've seen that. This guy has hardly won any fights. Therefore, as much as it is a marquee victory, is it a victory that's significant enough to say Dustin Poirier is as good as this, where he should be an 8-13 favourite? I think if you didn't see that, win against Connor. You're looking at a 50-50 fight where these two guys should really be at 10 to 11, 10 to 11, and therefore all the value for me shifts over to Charles Oliveira. Looking at the method of victory markets here, Oliveira is 6 to 1 via TKOKO, 11 to 4 submission and 7 to 1 via a decision. It's 6 to 5 on Poirier via TKOKO, which is the favorite price here. It's 11 to 1 submission and it's 11 to 2 via a decision. Looking at the over under markets here for the total rounds, the fight is Four to six to finish in under two and a half rounds and six to five to get over two and a half rounds here. Under 3.5 rounds is four to 11. Over three and a half rounds is two to one. Under 4.5 rounds is one to four. Over four and a half rounds is 11 to four. And a fight to go to distance, yes, at three to one and no, one to four minus 400. I think this does have a chance of getting to the scorecards. And I think if it gets there, Poirier will be winning. He'll be winning a striking battle. I think him to knock out Oliveira is too short, but I do think he can grind out a striking decision by looking more active on the scorecards. As for Oliveira, his obvious route to victory is via a submission. He is massively underrated here in the spot. One guy's beating Conor McGregor and he comes in as a strong favourite, whereas this should be, for me, as I said, a 50-50 fight. He holds a record of the most submission finishes in UFC history with 14 and has steadily been improving in his strike making him one of the most dangerous fighters here at lightweight. Dustin Poirier's takedown defense has looked somewhat questionable even in recent years. And I think this is something that Oliveira can exploit. Therefore, for me, he is a live underdog here and that's how I'll be betting it. He has the advantage on the ground. Poirier has the advantage standing up, but I don't think his standing up advantage is, is as significant as Oliveira on the ground. Therefore, I edge towards him here as an underdog to get this done here tonight. Closing out with your lock on the show, 
Obviously, lots of stuff I like here. There's going to be lots of action over at lockbetting.com. But my lock's going to come from the boxing, and it's going to come from the fight between Comey and Lomachenko. I'm going to go for the ninth round to start here and in this fight. I was surprised to see this available here at 10 to 11. So ninth round and over is your lock. As I said, you're going to get four or five free rounds here with Lomachenko trying to work out a 5.5-inch reach advantage, which Comey's going to try to utilize. I think Lomachenko does work that out and does get it done in the end. But with you getting that time with him being able to, having to work this out, I think there's good value here on taking the ninth round or over at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. And that's going to be your lock here for this edition of The Fight Show. That's it for me in this edition of The Fight Show. Make sure you check out all of my other content on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.